When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. You want to talk about Friday night's performance with the Blues and the Crusaders with my one-eyed analysis leading into that game. And uh, even if you watch the match and you're watching on Sky Sport, I picked the Crusaders 13-plus. But hey, I just love winding all your Auckland Blues supporters up and that... Well, that bit me right in the backside, but that's okay. I'll front it, and today we're going to talk a bit about that that performance on Friday night, lads. Shall we rip into a bit of a Blues Crusaders performance? I'm ready. Louis, I know you I'm were. I'm ready. I know you were up and about about Mike Fraser's officiating. I'm ready. <laughs> look, uh, look, I was watching that with a cloud of judgment, obviously, like I always do. Upon reflection... Yep. Uh, oh, actually, at the time I knew it as well. The Crusaders weren't good enough. The Crusaders have been mm. actually they. Prob- they well, it's funny because the Blues up until that Chiefs game they were a disappointing six and one as well. But the Crusaders are really disappointing yep. seven and one. They've just been they had just been doing enough and kind of relying mm. on individual brilliance here and there and that kind of grinded out mentality that they have. But they were susceptible and the Blues came out with so much vigor and fight. I think. If I was a Blues fan, I would feel really good about it, but I would be worried that you've played mm. your grand final in April. I think they've been wound all the way up. They've had all the Carlos Spencer clips played back. They've had, this is what they were saying about the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman. They've used, what was the theme? It would have been bleep these guys. For the Blues, it would have been absolutely <laughs> bleep these guys. And I would just be wary that you get up that, now you, there's a long way to run home. They, I, reckon, I reckon the theme would have been like, Let's go down there and take the toffee pops out of it. <laughs> Might have been when they did it. They yeah, were yeah, they yeah. were so they were so fired up. They were so physical. So really, They're they on. just they were just better. They were just better. They were the better team. But it's not the end of the season. They're on. They're on. You heard her in Dalton's post match all week. You were saying all week finals week finals week. So this was their final for sure. Um, they hadn't done it since '04. And honestly, you could just see the connection, the belief. Um, you know, the want, the care factor. You know, that last tackle from Rico and Dalton Papali. Dalton Papali, 21 tackles, zero missed. Just a real inspirational captain's knock from, from Dalton Papali. And you talk about Mike Fraser. I was the same, you know, take the one night patch off. But then you, you're like, make a call, Mike, make a call, Mike Fraser. But on the other side of it, I actually think it was great for the game because it kept it flowing. It kept the game open flowing. You know, there wasn't such a stop-start kind of match that we've been witnessing throughout this entire um, competition. So you, you look on the other side from Mike Fraser's um, referee, and I thought he, he did a... It a, wasn't a that bad job. at all. You yeah. know, his yeah. ability to keep the game flowing and keep it open and, and running. And, and you touched on it with the Crusaders. I th- I'm the same with you. I think they've kicked a ton, and they've kicked... The only time it ever worked 
was their most cl- clinical performance. That was against the Chiefs when they kicked really well around halfway. You had Severus, George Bridge chasing, and actually returned those well. At the moment, they're kicking, but they're kicking too far, so they're giving opportunities to, to Bowden Barrett. What about that left foot chip kick and he nearly scores? And we're going to talk about Bowden Barrett, and I'm going to get off to Charlie from Geraldine because he wants to have a chat about the Blues and the Crusaders. We've got Charlie on the line. Morning, Charlie. Morning, fellas. Morning. Uh, yes, I had to listen to it. Living in a caravan, I don't have a telly. But um, when it was four, I think it was a four points in it at the end there, with about five minutes to go, I, I actually bet on the Blues because I knew if I bet on the Blues, they'd win. Sorry, I bet on the Crusaders, sorry. I got $7 on the Crusaders, so I threw $20 on them at $7. And so if the Blues lose, I'm $140 up. And if they win, I don't care that I've lost $20, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, no that, that last five minutes, mate. What, do you feel like the blue Blues have peaked? Do you feel like the Blues have peaked, or do you feel like they've still they've got no, the team? No, in the I, hear, I, hear what, I hear what you're saying, mate. Dave. Whoever it was said, "Oh, whoever wins this, you know, they they won't. Whoever loses this will win the final." Who's to say that mm. either the Blues or the Crusaders are going to be in the final, mate? Oh, I was watching some of the Aussies, and the Brumbies and the Reds aren't shabby, mate. We we don't need to take these sides lightly. Um, and it's a mm. long way away a final, mate. So it's a whole lot of ball game, mate. They'll mm. forgot about Saturday. The Blues will have forgotten about it. The Crusaders will have forgotten about it, mate. Yeah, nah, love your call. Love your call, Charlie from Geraldine, mate. Thanks very much for your call on the Kennards High Phone Line 0800-150-811. Yep, he's uh, looked at... We've got to talk about the performers in that game, Louis. We've got to talk about the ones that really stood up. And you look uh, look at the Blues and you and the number one... Popoli. The guy that Popoli was fantastic. He was so inspirational. Tackling everything, physical... An absolute menace over the ball and just a, an inspirational knock. But then I look at, you know, a Bowden Barrett. And we spoke about Bowden Barrett the week before, how great he was. But then I got to witness it live and just seen when Bodie's at his best is when he is attacking the line and he's playing flat and he's an opportunity. You saw when he stepped inside David Harvey there and he ran 60 to 80 metres to score that try. And I was, I was happy he got up, actually. If you watch that in slow motion, he knocked his head when he went oh. down. He's had concussion problems. So I thought that was going to be a problem, but mate, like as an All Blacks fan, and 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 you want to see a ten and how vital that ten position is. Like, were you, Kempi? I know you would have been watching the game. Were you excited seeing Bowden Barrett playing the way he was, and did did that kind of cement who our premier? I know um, Richie Moonga in that last suit really stood up, but you know that was the the battle was our tens, yeah, Moonga we- versus Barrett. Yeah, and we, who won knew, it? we knew that. Well, I think you've got to give the points to Bodie because the Blues won it. But um, on the back of some good play, like you said, mm. the um, Papa Lee was outstanding. Um, but I just, you know, I think leading into that game, when you look at what the Blues are doing, they they, they still went in under the radar, you know. And I know everyone's mm. talking about it being their grand final. Well, I tend to disagree. I I think what that gave them was a bit of confidence just to kick on for the rest of the year. Especially going down there and win. What was it? They had one down there for 400 years? Oh, four. Oh, Kimpy, I know what you're saying, but there's a difference between going down there and doing calling it a business trip and going down there and doing cartwheels like you're the Minnesota Timberwolves in the playoff game. Like, we get it. You don't like the Crusaders, but boys, it's April. No, no, no. I get it. You don't like the Crusaders losing. <laughs> it's fine. I get, I get it. I you know, get it. You, it's fine because it's a long year. Let and it go. The, the you, cru- need to, you need to let it go. The Blues went down there and they smacked the Crusaders. And what I'm saying was they smacked the Crusaders because they actually went in with the form 
and it carried them into mm. the game. And you're saying that was their final. I'm saying no, it wasn't. I'm saying what that game gave them was the confidence in the at the end of the year if they are in the finals, which I'm I'm guaranteeing they are going to be in the finals. <laughs> well, um, yeah. That they'll be up up for that game yeah. again. That's what I'm saying. They'll be up I'm for it again. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous, Kempi. And I know you know me and you, Louis, passionate Crusaders <laughs> fans, but I'm a little bit nervous because this because before this game. They obviously had the side, they had the they knew they had the players, but they've never done it. They've never beaten the Crusaders. Last year when they won the Trans Tasmans, they didn't play the Crusaders. They never played them throughout the season, they never they never met them in the semi finals, so they never really, you know, um come come together. You reckon the monkeys off the they, back before this the monkeys off the back. They know they can they've got that belief. Now, before then there would have been doubts. Are we good enough? Do we have the squad to win this competition? We haven't beaten the Crusaders. They go down there. They put in a performance and they beat the Crusaders and that kind of style. You know, most Blues teams would have gave that up. And, he's the and I'll be honest, if Sever Reese was on the Sever Reese was on the end of that pass, he would have scored that. But Dom Garner was on it and just, just got bundled out. But mate, they got the belief now and uh yeah, it's it's scary. It's a scary yeah. <laughs> it's a scary prospect. It is, and and look, I I'm t- Kimby, I hear what you're saying, and, and they out and out beat the Crusaders, and that's what I mean. Like, I, I fully accept that. But the thing is with the Crusaders, they've actually been idling along anyway, so they needed a change. So I don't think this is actually going to be – this is will be season-defining, but it's not season-ending for them. There's great calls here from on 0800-150-811. Richie will come to you on the TMO on a second and upper hut, but right now, Zade, you would have been doing cartwheels alongside the Blues in your living room, mate. Congratulations to <laughs> yeah, all the Blues them. supporters. Loving it. Uh, me and my dad watching the game at home. Absolute beautiful game. Um, so what does this posi- put some positions to bed? Bowden Barrett, um, number, number 110. Dawson Papali, number 17. Uh, Rico Iwani, number 113. Will Jordan is the number 115. And yeah, I think I think um, some very good performances by the Blues. And I'm loving Kurt Eklin. What is he, second top try scorer in Super Rugby for a hooker pretty yeah. much this year? Yeah, man. Um, yeah. yeah. And, oh. you know, the Blues, Blues is up by 17-7, half-time. Um, it probably should have been 13, if not more. Stephen mm. Perifetta didn't miss those two easy penalties, but in the end, it didn't matter. You know, there was that, that red card to Scott Barrett, which was definitely, um, for me, was an easy red card. He, um, you know, sent yeah. off Alex Hodgman, contacts right to the jaw, and that was definitely a red card. And then also another cracker game was a Saturday um, Hurricanes, Landers, 22-21. I had a $50 bonus mm. bet. Canes 1-12. And, yeah, very good game. Um, Aidan Morgan getting the winning try in that one was in the two very good games in the Super Rugby. Um, the New Zealand and, obviously, Chiefs Moana. Chiefs won it all pretty easily. Yeah, beautiful, Zay. Thank you very much for your call, mate. All and uh, you, you touched a great little topic there, actually, Louis. And, and we're going to talk about Cody Taylor and the Kurt Eklund battle. And Kurt Eklund, honestly, I was watching him live. He is very, very good ball in hand. And he is putting a, a solid case going forward for for other, another opportunity. Like, you've got to think Colsey hasn't played. Dane Coles mm-hmm. hasn't played for however long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got, you got Cody Taylor, who is our incumbent. Then you've got Samasoni Tokiaho from the Chiefs. Like, there's a real solid case there from Kurt Eklund to potentially going forward, push for high honours. You, you, you're impressed with him? Kempe, I know you'd probably be a fab with something to say about 
Kurdekwood? Oh, look, I... <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think all the numbers go into the into the right number for that selection. I th- I still think when you get to that top end, you're going to be selecting players that you know are going to be doing the job. Especially knowing what the Northern Hemisphere teams are like yeah. as in this year, you're not going to go in there with with unproven players, are you? I, I, and just to touch on that conversation that you guys are having about Bodie Barrett, that's the that's the answer for the Blues. Like Bodie Barrett doesn't play, they don't they don't get there. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. having him in that jersey, directing and, and like you said, attacking and playing the way that only we all know that he can, brings a dis- that brings the X factor. That's why he's at the Blues. That's why they, they went for him. So, um, yeah, I, I know that some players will get, get talked about when you're winning, but I think when it goes up to that next level, it's not more. It's not really about winning. It's about the experience. Yeah, different kettle of fish, Kempi. Totally get that. Uh, oh, 811. You're right. It wasn't just the Blues Crusaders' aid. It was the Hurricanes, Highlanders, in an absolute rip snorter down there under the glass in the glass house. And we've got a call right now from Richie from Upper Heart. Richie, you want to talk TMO, brother? Yeah, I reckon they were brought in to get things right. To Make get the call right, but they're not doing it, and it doesn't matter whether it's rugby, the bunker, and NRL. Mm. Um, mm. They they create controversy by themselves. So hey, let's save those two um, organisations some money, get rid of them, and then we can just complain about the referees. So what? Just just honestly, just <laughs> but Richie, you you mean like it's because you know you know that this is the age old thing right it, it's um we do we used to be fine without them but now we've got all these camera shots so you you think people are going to be able to sit there and watch incorrect calls be made and just not have to suffer through nothing being done you you going to be happy enough with that but, but it happens anyway when it goes to the TMO not everyone mm. sees it the same and incorrect calls are being made look at um Fanua Blake script yesterday oh mate mm. um yep. there so that goes up for a replay, and oh no, nah, that's fine. He never stripped it. His arm was yeah. nowhere near it. It's yeah. and it's something in Super Rugby that is sort of noticing. Yeah. The, um, we're not seeing the replays that are controversial. Like they mm. could have shown on TV on Saturday night. Um, Gareth Evans yeah. got a little um, slight tap on the cheek, and that from different angles. They've got them. They are just choosing whether it's. An agreement they've got not to show that stuff to try and not create so much controversy, but it is. Mm. No, I, 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 I can hear what you're saying. At the moment, Richie, at the moment we had a, we had a meeting with the refs at the start of the year on on Sky TV, and their number one thing was they wanted the refs to make the calls, and they didn't want they wanted to use the TMO less. But I'm not seeing it, and I think that's a case of the TMO probably having more time. They're not asking for the TMO, but the TMO, because he's got his own little individual uh, TV outside, he can actually ask for replays from Sky, so he's constantly going through it. I think our TMOs are probably just trying to have a bit more influence on the game, and then they're constantly in the ref's ear, so he's going to look. So, yeah, I can hear what you're saying. Definitely, we need the refs to to make instinctual calls at the time. Maybe, like, or rugby and league, you keep it for foul play, but that's it. If there's a slight knock-on or whatever, you can't review that. That's just up to the ref. And I reckon in rugby league, you just get rid of it. Bonds wrong anyway. Like get rid of the bunker in rugby league because it honestly it kills our game. Yeah, I know what you mean, Kimbi. Well, well, actually, look, I know what you guys are saying, but I don't agree that getting rid of it is the answer. I know that they they would never ever do it because actually, if you look around the world, the trend is they're using more 
it, it's actually probably a growing pains thing and we're trying to find the right technology to use and actually trying to find and figure out how to use it as humans because we, we are the ones that make mistakes like the text early in the day mm. get robots to do it because it's us that's it's our interpretations and our different biases that are, are making the mistakes here's a good text for you Kimpy Moonga needs to learn how to tackle Papali he went straight over the top of him he went he went high and could have chopped his ankles you watch his whole career and everything back to the All Blacks in England at the World Cup his whole game plan is to run over him the scored two tries over the top and I am the biggest Richie Mwonga fan I think he is night and day the best first five in the country I've all, I've honestly believed that but I can't ignore the fact that on defence and he tries his heart out but he just it's just not his talent so what do you do Kimpy? Well you put the right people around him that's a that's the main thing. Like, if you've got a, def- a, a player who has a defensive frailty, then what you do is you strengthen that on either side of him. I'd, that was a question we had about Goodhue and and uh, Geordie Barrett. You know what I mean? Two two decent defenders playing beside um, Richie Moonga. But when you got the other Barrett playing so well and Bowden, you know what I mean? It's it's mm. like you can you can you can hide it. You can hide him on the bench and bring him on when it's tiring. If you want to start him, you you, you put the players around him. Everyone knows that the frailty in Richie Mwanga's game is his defence, okay? And it's be- it's because he is such a small bloke in that 10 jersey. But you can you can fix that. Is he? Do you think it's something that he... I know you know how much he works on it. Is it something that is enough to keep him out of an All Blacks 10 jersey? Or do they look at the positives and they outweigh them? Um, look... Oh. Well, the thing with when you got a ten that that's you know has shown a little bit of vulnerability. You've got to um, you know you got to work around. A lot of teams will will try and defend him at, at fifteen, and then if you watch those games, he actually defends at, at the front of the line out. So he's at the hooker roll, and then you saw with the Hollanders they exposed that with um, Makaleo going around the front. So look, I think it's just a case for him. He knows how to tackle. He knows you know it's a it's an attitude thing, and he, look, he's just got to work on it. And it's just one of those things that when you're a ten, you're going to get a lot of traffic down your down your area. And like Uncle said, you just got to put players around. And even Bodie, like he's like he's a, he's a great defender, but he's not a full out physical beast. He's not DC, but he's got good players. Ar- no, 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 he's got good players around him. He's got Dalton Pabli that misses no tackles, you know, and and Richie Moonga and that and Tom Christie just got to work a, a hell of a lot. And I'd just uh, better together. So I'd change yeah. I'd change a little bit of his technique too. I'd get him to um, stay upright and lo- use that leg drive that he's got because he's really good off the mark. He's got lots of speed mm. over that real short period. And I'd teach him defensively how to use that leg drive and and stay up upright and hold players and push them sideways and push them sideways into defenders as opposed to letting them run over the top of him and giving his legs up. Yeah. His defensive strength, and I don't know whether the defensive coaches have taught him this, are in his legs. Like he, mm. he, his offensive um, strengths are actually his defensive strengths. So he doesn't yeah. need to tackle players. He needs to hu- just grab hold of them and turn them and push them sideways. Yeah, no, I love that, Uncle. And I, I had, I was, I was defensively. That was my biggest work on. And the one thing that helped me was like what you just said, like staying upright and trying to target just under the ball or around the ball. And whenever I went low, mate, my eyesight went low and my whole body position was going towards the ground. And that's when I got. Uh, missed a whole lot of my tackles, so I can hear you what you're saying. Uh, we've got Craig from Todung, and he wants to have a quick Super Rugby conversation. Morning, Craig. Morning, Izzy. How are you doing? Very, very well, thank you. What do you got for us? Good. Hey, um, just, oh, I've got a couple of things, really. Um, on the Crusaders, I heard, uh, I think it was Louis talking earlier, was it Louis, um, saying that uh, 
the, the Crusaders that they haven't been great this year, but they still know how to win, right? So they were a, they've been a mm. poor seven and one team, and 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 I I totally agree. I said that to a mate of mine who's who's a Canterbury, uh, you know, Canterbury supporter. He he, uh, I said that on the weekend. Mm. You know, look, they, they just know how to seem to get across the line. Um, what I've been impressed. Well, what I said the Blues. Um, I'm a blue supporter, right? I've got no. Uh, I won't make any secret yeah. of that. Um, what I said that you must I be pretty happy. There, I am real happy. Uh, what I thought was was um, you know the big bonus for them this year was, uh, was well was Leon obviously in the last couple of years. I think he's made a massive difference. Uh, Joe Smith and, and Bowden, but actually I was wrong. Um, Dalton Papali'i this year has absolutely grown. Like way beyond what I expected, and in that post-match co- um, uh, interview that he did on Sky, the one thing that stood out for me is he said, "You're never injured on defence. You know, if 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 you're a bit sore or you're hurt or whatever, but they've got the ball, you get up and you make your tackles." And I just think that 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 sums up what he's bringing to that mm. team. Um, so where I thought that it was, was I mean, Leon McDonald's obviously class and, and Joe Smith obviously brings something and, and I said Bowden, but actually, to be honest, um, Dalton and, and that work ethic and, and that ethos that he's bringing to the team, just amazing. You know, that, those few words, you're not injured when you're on defence and I thought, yep, that, that yeah. just summed it up for me. Beautiful. Lovely, Craig. Great. Thanks Craig. very much for your call, Craig. Craig, I think um, probably because you said you totally agree with me, I think you're front runner for that uh, Musashi Chemist Warehouse prize pack, <laughs> which we've got to give away. I'm kidding. Gee whiz. I've really pushed some buttons today, boys. We'll get to some of these texts on the other <laughs> side. Uh, I'm not making many friends out here. I'm double eight, double three. Give us a call. 0800 150 811. That's the phone line. And we, we do have the good sort of chalky prize pack thanks to Musashi Nutrition um, to give away. And that's for our top best caller. That's with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Best caller for this hour. Keep them coming. I am a little bit surprised. Where are the fair weather Mawonga fans then? Because I thought we turned a corner on this debate, but apparently not. Lots of love for Bowden Barrett on the text line. Keep that coming through. We'll talk to Paulie Mawadi from the TA. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or... Get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. AB after this.